What do you do if you know you're going to have a difficult confrontation coming up? Or maybe not even a confrontation, maybe a conversation. Or you're going to have to get up in front of a bunch of people and talk. What do you do if there's something coming up that you're nervous about? Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. That's what I wanna talk about today. I realized that one of the things that I do a lot and maybe I take for granted the fact that I've gotten used to doing these things is I put myself in front of people all the time. Way back in the day, I was a tour guide in Charleston, South Carolina, and I used to drive a team of mules and give a tour of the city at the same time. And it was a ton of fun. Put me in front of people a lot, like seven times a day, seven hours a day, eight hours a day. It was a long, it was long days, but it was a lot of fun. But I know that between that, between my background in theater, between just my enthusiasm for getting up in front of people, I've picked up a lot of skills that translate to other areas of my life. So today, what I want to talk about is how you can prepare for those difficult or challenging moments in your life. And it It doesn't have to be just getting up in front of people, even though you might have to give a presentation at work, you might have to give a presentation at church or or in front of the PTA or at school, or you might have to give a presentation, but it might just also be, hey, I need to sit down with my spouse and I need to have a difficult conversation. I need to sit down with a friend and have a difficult conversation. When I had the ladies... Kristen Higgins and Joss Day from the Crappy Friends podcast. Um, When I had them on my podcast, one of the things we talked about was those difficult conversations that you might have with people around the holidays or those, those different encounters. So tip number one, strategy number one for dealing with this is practice. Practice in advance. So if you know you're going to be giving a speech, church, school, work. It's kind of a given that you're going to practice, but I find I I teach a lot of online classes and and before everything went online, I taught a lot of in-person classes. And the thing that always helps center me and and make me feel calm is just knowing that I'm prepared. So, over the years I've developed a way that I prepare and it involves making this outline If I was teaching a class, it used to involve making a PowerPoint, and I kind of did that for a long time as a crutch so that I could just go to the next slide, go to the next slide. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Go to the next slide, and I could have all these notes in front of me. When I realized that some of my classes didn't need a PowerPoint and they were actually more engaging and interesting and I was a better teacher if I didn't have it, then I transitioned away from that, and then I would have the outline in front of me. And... And now I've transitioned to the point where if I'm talking about a topic that I know very well, I just, you know, like hit record or start talking or get in front of the audience and start talking. But all of that came from years and years and years and years of practice. 
Now, you don't have to have years and years and years and years and years. But what if we're talking about not a prepared speech or presentation for something? What if we're talking about one of those conversations? You can still practice what you want to say. If you are somebody who works things out writing, and a lot of us discover a lot when we journal. So if you journal about, let's say you're going to have a conversation with your spouse about chores. I don't know. I'm picking the most generic example. Let's say you're going to have a conversation with your spouse about how taking care of the pets has just been a lot of a burden on you and you're really busy at work right now and you could really use a hand, but your spouse has previously been resistant to that because, I don't know, they, they were your pets and, and you came into the, the relationship with the pets already. If you're going to have to sit down and have that conversation, maybe journal about it in advance and kind of write out your thoughts, write out everything you can think of that you might want to say. And then with your editorial analytical brain, look at all that stuff and say, okay, what's actually useful here? What is actually going to help me communicate with that other person? And the things that are not going to communicate with that person, you don't memorize those. (laughs) You memorize the other things. Things that might not help would be anything that's really accusatory, something that's going to put the other person on guard. Things that will help are going to be things that are about how you feel and about how the other person can support you and about exactly, you know, this idea that you had, well, maybe you could take care of feeding in the morning so that I can get just a little bit more sleep and then I'll take care of evening responsibilities because I know you go to bed earlier and working out what you think a compromise might be. Then memorizing those things. Why do we memorize them? Because otherwise, all the things that are not helpful, all the things that you're going to think about or say when you get angry, they're still going to be right there on the tip of your tongue. And if you haven't memorized the things that you actually want to say, I keep saying memorize. Practice. I like to memorize things. But practice, if you haven't practiced those things that you do want to say, the other things are going to be right there on the tip of your tongue. And when you're in the moment and you're nervous and maybe the other person isn't responding in a way that's going to be quite as compassionate or helpful as you wanted and maybe maybe they're on the defensive, those other things are going to come bubbling out. But if you've practiced, you're going to have just a little bit more control. So that's, I think what I got to was two advantages of practicing. One you'll have more control over what you say. And two, you'll just feel more confident going into it if you're not coming up with everything, just all these emotions and you're in the moment trying to pick through and sort through and what will be helpful and what what should I say and what am I gonna regret saying later? That's a lot of energy. You can do that work in advance. So that's strategy number one, practice or memorize whatever it is you want to talk about. Strategy number two, Decide what tone you're going for. Decide what vibe you want the conversation to have. Decide what energy you want it to have. And this is conversations where this is teaching class, giving a presentation, this applies to everything. When I go into a class that I'm going to teach, I get myself like really pumped up and I I talk to the audience and I, I get them to clap their hands and I I just, I bring a lot of positive, enthusiastic energy. That's on purpose. 
that's a conscious decision on my part. I want to, in a situation where I'm teaching, doing a webinar, in person, whatever, I want the audience to feel at ease with me. I want them to know that I'm a real person and I, I can understand them, but I also want them to feel energized, right? I want them to be excited to learn the material or discuss the thing. So I, I work hard to go, okay, Mel, we want to bring positive, joyful, enthusiastic energy. How do we do it? What do we need to do? And so I set that intention going in. Now, if it's the conversation or the confrontation, what kind of energy do you want it to have? Maybe it's not going to be like positive, joyful, exuberant. Oh my gosh, honey, you've been hurting my feelings all day long, every single day. I need you to cut it out. Well, that doesn't really sound right, does it? So maybe positive, joyful, bouncy, enthusiastic energy is not the right energy for that moment. But what is? Maybe compassionate. Maybe you want to go in with an intention to also listen to the other person because it is a conversation. And if you teach, if you teach other adults in, in this like webinar presentation situation I'm talking about, that's still also a situation where you need to listen. So maybe you want to go in with some compassion. Maybe you want to try to go in with some understanding. What tone do you want to have? If you are initiating the conversation, the confrontation, if you're, you're the one on the stage doing the thing, you have the most control over what the tone's going to be and you have the most control at the beginning, okay? This is not about like control, trying to force somebody to do what you want, but it is about saying, okay, what is going to start this off on the best foot possible? I had to give a, um, in a family situation, I had to run a family meeting over a topic of finances. This was an extended family meeting over a topic of finances and everybody was very, very stressed out. So I could have gone into the meeting like I used to go into meetings at my old day job, which was angry. Go into the meetings at my old day job and I just immediately be like, pissed. Everything is awful. This is what's wrong. We got to fix it. And I just go in with a lot of angry energy. Could have done that with a family meeting, but I had grown and I had learned. So I decided that the energy I was going to bring to the table was going to be calm centered, confident energy. And you know what? It helped. So that's strategy number two. Decide what tone you're going for and do that in advance. So those first two strategies are more far in advance strategies, things you can work on days, weeks, months before the thing. Okay. Now let's talk about strategies for immediately before the thing. So strategy number three is take some deep breaths before you do the thing, before you have the conversation, before you get on the stage. Oh, the power of a deep breath is amazing. Maybe you set aside some time to meditate. Maybe you take five minutes and you meditate before the thing. Now, one of the things that I learned when I went through high performance coaching, which is Brendan Burchard's program, one of the things that he taught or one of his coaches taught in his program 
was not just to meditate before the thing, not just to take the deep calming breaths, but then once you're calm and you've released as much of the nervous energy as you can, you've released as much of the stress as you can, you've released as much of the, I was just working on this thing and now I got to work on this thing, energy. And you're oh, as zen as you can possibly get in this moment. Then you can re-energize yourself with the tone that you want to go into the thing with. So for example, if it's a presentation, if it's Mel getting ready for a webinar and I want to be pumped up and have a lot of enthusiastic energy, I want to take two minutes, breathe deeply and just try to release everything that I've been working on because unless I just woke up, my brain has already done a hundred million things earlier in the day. And then after I'm calm, I want to get back that bouncy enthusiastic energy. So I'll clap my hands and I'll say, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Woo! He didn't teach me the woo, but I added that on to the end. So does that make sense? Take some deep breaths. Release everything you can. And then set the tone. If it's the calm energy, you know, then maybe after you've taken the deep breaths, you're ready to go. If it's the bouncy energy, maybe you need to bounce around a little bit and get some of that energy going. That's immediately before you go into the thing. So strategy number four, another thing that you can do immediately before you go into the thing, whether it's the conversation, confrontation, presentation, everything ends with Asian, is stand in your Wonder Woman pose. So if you're not familiar with your Wonder Woman pose, you take your feet like about hip width apart or a little bit further apart. You put your hands on your hips. So you put your sternum, stick your sternum out, stick your chest out and stand nice and tall and proud and stand that way for two minutes. There is a wonderful TED talk on YouTube that you can look up about this. Hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y. So you can look that up, but it's, it's about the power of your posture and the power of poses. And she says that when you stand in your Wonder Woman pose for two minutes, it literally increases your testosterone. You're more likely to take risk. You're more likely to think abstractly. Your cortisol, your stress hormone decreases. That's science, sciencey stuff, guys. And all you got to do is stand in your Wonder Woman pose for two minutes. And that might be part of your deep breathing. Maybe you do your deep breathing and then you do your Wonder Woman pose and you get yourself going. So last strategy, number five, before you go into this thing, and let me, let me say, everything that we've been talking about is, is like a premeditated thing. Um, I'll talk in just a second about what if it's, you don't get to pick the time and the place for the encounter. But strategy number five, before you go into the thing, remind yourself, it's not about you. Communication is inherently not about you. It's not just about you. It's about, yes, communicating, saying words, but you're saying the words so that somebody else can receive the words. It only works with the other person. 
it's really about them. It's not really about you. So take some of the pressure off yourself. Nobody is thinking about you as much as you are thinking about you. Does that make sense? Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody else and you've been, if you're being honest with yourself, not being a very good listener and you're thinking about your grocery list and what you need to take care of when you get home and that project work and whether or not there's spinach in your teeth and the fact that you need to schedule a haircut, you're totally thinking about yourself while the other person is talking. Now we practice good listening and we, if we are trying to be better listeners, we start letting those, those thoughts, releasing those thoughts so we can focus on what the other person is saying. But when you're the one initiating, you're initiating it because of the other person. So it's not just about you. They're not thinking about you. They're not thinking about how you're standing or how you look. Or if they are, it's a fleeting thought because their other thoughts are all self-centered. And however they're reacting and thinking about how you look or how you're standing, it's really all about how they feel about themselves. It's not about you. People are not thinking about you as much as you are thinking about you. They're mostly thinking about themselves. So take some of the pressure off yourself, okay? You are your own harshest critic. If you feel like you're being judged, guess where most of that judgment is coming from? It's coming from inside, which is great because that means you have the power to start letting it go and practicing being a little bit more loving to yourself. Okay, so that is five strategies to help you out when you are going to be dealing with a presentation, confrontation, conversation, some kind of thing that you might be nervous about. Practice in advance. Know what you're going to say and, and know what you don't need to say. And that will not only give you confidence, it will help the words come out easier when it is actually time to do the talking. Number two, decide in advance what tone you're going for. Set the intention. I want to be calm. I want this to be a calm encounter. I want this to be a joyful, energetic encounter. I want this to be a peaceful encounter. Decide. Number three, take a few deep breaths or meditate right before you do the thing. Number four, stand in your Wonder Woman pose. Wonder Woman pose for two minutes. And number five, remember, it's not really about you. Communication is about the other person. They're thinking about themselves. So take the pressure off yourself. So that's five strategies. But real quick, I want to throw in one other thing. What about the encounters you can't prepare for? What about you're worried about running into somebody at the store and you don't ever want to see that person again, but you know that you might see that person again, and you want to be prepared. You can still apply some of this in the split second and not just in a split second. If there's somebody you're afraid you're going to run into. You're going to run into your ex at Walmart and you really don't ever want to see that person, but you're just afraid that you're going to decide in advance how you're going to respond. What are you going to say? Memorize it. Or what are you going to do? Are you going to turn tail and walk the other way? Decide. You can decide that in advance. You can also decide in advance what kind of tone you're going to go for. And you can practice that. Ooh, I see the other person. I tense up, but I want to be calm. 
okay, practice being calm. And the other things, no, you're not going to be able to be like, hold on, I got to stand in my Wonder Woman pose for two minutes before I say hi to you or, or turn and walk the other way or say, do I know you? But you can, even in that moment, take a deep breath because you've got this. And that other person is thinking more about themselves than they are about you, which might have been a big part of the problem and why you don't want to see them. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, download the free Becoming Future You Starter Guide at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start.